title of the message, if I had to title it, would be A Transformed Mind. Romans chapter number 12, verse number 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. That's a good idea. Holy, that's a blessed idea. Acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world. We talked about how conformity is linked to or tied to our outward body. And Romans 12 connects our bodies to the end of Romans 11 that talks about the mercies of God. And those mercies of God came to us through Christ's body. And then we are to bring that good news to this lost and dying world with our bodies. We're to go out and preach Amen. the gospel. And if you don't heed the warning and be not conformed to this world. We did a warning message last Sunday. If you don't heed that warning, then you won't be able to experience this part of the verse, which is, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Body outward. Transforming a transformation of the mind inward. If you don't heed the warning, you're not going to get in in the blessed truth of being transformed. Be ye transformed. This is an inside transformation that takes place within believers. This is not salvation. This is I'm already saved. Right? We covered all of that in the earlier chapters of Romans. You are already a blood-washed saint. If you've trusted Christ, this is for you. And when you got saved, that very moment, you became a brand new creature. Amen? Amen. After you became a brand new creature... Now you get to bear fruit for the Lord. That's the results of your salvation. Does that make sense? It's not works for salvation. It's I'm saved and now my works are completely different with a completely different motive. But nonetheless, they're there because we are saved. And it says... Um, and be ye transformed by the renewing of your spirit? No, it can't be your spirit. Why? Because you've got a new spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Right? So it can't be your spirit. Let's read it again. Uh, and be transformed by the renewing of your body. No, we kind of already talked about the place your body has and our bodies are dying. Right? So it can't be that. The Lord, Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground. And then God said after the fall, because of the curse, he said in Genesis 3, uh, For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. Ecclesiastes goes on to say, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. You can't have your body renewed. Your body is dying every day. It's getting older. It's getting weaker. 
Our complexion isn't as clear. We're getting wrinkles. Our hair isn't as vibrant and shiny. It's falling out and getting turning a different color, okay? We, we have bodies that are dying. We have a spirit that's been renewed, right? But what, so, so what is the verse talking about? Well, obviously we know because it tells us, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'd submit to you this morning, we need a cleansing of our minds so that it can be renewed day by day. We understand the world now in computer talk. Uh, we have hard drives. And you know what they call uh, how, much, how much memory can you put on your hard drive? Megabytes. Right? All that has to do with uh, the memory. But, you know, megabytes and gigabytes and all the bytes have to do with how much memory. Did I miss some? It's... It, Suppose you want to go up to terabytes. And the terabytes, you know, that's a big drive. Yeah. It can hold more than we need, to, we need it to hold. Uh, that's the memory of the computer. You know what God wants us to do? He wants us to delete our hard drive of all the junk. Amen. Amen. The computer say, well, it's a junk drive. Right? God wants us to take from our minds all of the junk and get rid of it. And then he wants us to have our minds completely transformed. And I would say, amen. I want my mind free. Don't you? From the horrible recollection of sin, the horrible past of sin... I don't want it there. I want it gone. I want it out. I don't want to bring it back to my memory. It should be gone. And you, when it's gone, now you have a transforming. It's going to be filled with good stuff. It's going to be filled with pure stuff. Who would take a young child and dump smut into their mind? Only a wicked, ungodly person would do that. That's what this world wants to do to our young people. And that's what that world wants our adult minds to stay as. A sponge for smut. God don't want that. He wants your mind transformed and He wants it renewed and He wants it filled with something that's holy. Amen. Amen. We're not going to take the things of the world and slap a Christian label on it and act like it isn't filthy. Worldly things are filthy. They have no place in the church. They have no place in the Christian's mind. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to remember all the words from the ungodly songs I used to sing from the ungodly music uh, artists. They were making art all right. It was vile art. You go into the store and you, you hear the song you haven't heard for 20 years. All of a sudden, what comes back to your mind? Those words. God wants us transformed, our minds transformed with healthy stuff, with good stuff. Amen. Now, if you want to do that, if you want to download good things, where do you and I have to go to get it? That is right. We've got to be in this book. 
so we can start you know you take the 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 drive, you've plugged yourself in, and you download the good stuff. And we, right? And we were talking about that this morning. Uh, we, want, uh, we want God's Word hid in our heart. If you want the mind of the Lord, how many of you want the mind of the Lord? I do. Amen. It's not some mystical thing that's out there. If you and I want the mind of the Lord... We have to go where he recorded what's on his mind. <laughs> that would be his word. We've got to be in the word. And we have to keep saying that because the world and the deep church don't want you to know about that. <laughs> yeah, there's a deep church. They don't want you in the Bible. They want you on a screen. They want to keep you distracted from really having your mind transformed by the word of God, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So conformed outward body, we made that link. Transformed inward mind, we made that link. And there's one other place that the word renewing is found in our Holy Bible. Let's go there. Titus chapter number three. There's one other place, the word renewing. It's found in different forms, but the specific word renewing will need to go to Titus chapter number 3. Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, and then Titus, the third chapter. Beautiful verse. Many of you may have it memorized. Bible says it's a great witnessing verse. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration. And here it is, renewing of the Holy Ghost. The only other place that this word renewing takes place has to do with regeneration. In Titus 3, it's about the new birth. In Romans 12, it is about You've already experienced the new birth. Now it's throughout your Christian life. So there's two renewings. One that you get immediately upon salvation. And that is that the Holy Ghost gives you a brand new spiritual life. One time. That happens. It's an experience that the Holy Ghost does. And you and I... In Titus 3, that, that renewing, you and I are completely passive. Yeah, Holy Ghost, I'll kind of help you out, give me a new life. No, we're passive. You trust Christ and you receive a renewing by the Holy Ghost, passive. Holy Ghost ain't, we are. Instantaneous renewing. Okay? But in Romans 12, that isn't the case. Romans 12, we're not passive. That's the distinction in those two words in those two passages. Romans 12 is active participation from us as God's people. One's passive, one is active. We now participate with the Holy Ghost. Titus 3 Holy Ghost renews us, gives us a new life, new birth. We're passive. Romans 12, 
The Holy Ghost works through us as we serve Christ. We are now in active participation with the Holy Ghost. Service to Christ is His righteousness now working through us. That's the whole theme of Romans 12, uh, 13, 14, and 15. It's our service to Christ. All right. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. If you've been regenerated this morning, let me hear you say amen. amen. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 4. Look at verse number 16. The Bible says, For which cause we faint not, but, through our, but though our outward man perish. What do we talk about in Romans 12? Body dying. That's not being renewed. The outward man is perishing. We discussed that. It says, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. And you don't have to stay up on late night infomercials trying to buy some special goop to put on your face to make all the wrinkles go away or some special goop to put on your head to make your hair be as shiny as it was when you were 22. Or some special vitamins that you're going to swallow up and some special powder that you're going to take that's going to make your muscles look like they were when you were 25. Yeah. You, don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to do that. Your body's dying. You want an inward renewing? There's no infomercial that you need. You have got the indwelt Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Holy Spirit is there to get your mind right to get your mind and my mind rightly renewed i want a renewed mind and i want to be in the word thinking about the word thinking about god and all he has for me and what else does it say at the end day by day not sunday at 11 not Thursday at 6, and not Sunday afternoon at the afternoon or 6 o'clock evening service, whatever the church is doing. No, it's day by day. Amen. Day by day. Thank you, Jesus. Young people, pay attention up here. This world wants to get you on the same music every day. They're going to play the same top 40 songs over and over and over. They hit 40, they're going to start back at number one. They're going to play it over and over. Why? Because they want your mind renewed. Every day they want you to hear that. Every day. And you're going to turn on the, you're going to turn on the television and you're, going to, and you're going to watch the same. They're going to give you the same smut day by day by day. Why? Because they want your mind tuned in. I'm telling you, turn, turn it off. Amen. Get plugged into God's Word. You need to do that daily. I don't know how people get through their life without being day by day in God's Word, getting the spirit and the mind and, the, and, the, and, their, and their bodies ready for service through God's Word. It's a day-by-day -day process. Colossians 3. Colossians 3. We've got a lot of intellectuals nowadays. I'm not one of them. Uh, but I do want to increase in some knowledge. I don't want to just be a dummy and act like that's some spiritual 
badge to wear. I want to, I want to know some things. Amen. Amen. Colossians 3, look at verse 10. Um, is that the right verse? I think it's the right verse. Uh, where with, uh, Night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might, uh, and might perfect that which is lacking. Oh, I think I got the wrong verse, man. Blame 310 says, and put on the new man. 310. Yeah. New man. What is it, Brother Tom? Colossians 310, and put on the new man. Oh, yeah, that's right, because I'm not in Colossians. Yeah, read that verse for me. And then put on the new man. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Brother Tom. And put on the new man, which is renewed. There's the word in its past tense form, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Okay, we've got it. So you've got a new man and he's renewed in knowledge. I want to know some things, but I don't want to be involved in intellectual idolatry as if my mind is somehow the standard. No, I want my mind aligned up with the mind of the Lord. So that's what we're talking about. I want some knowledge of God. Amen. Amen. That's what we should desire. Some more knowledge of God. John 17, 3 says, And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God. Lost people, they don't know the Lord. What do we want them to come into? A knowledge, a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. A faith and trust in Him. We're to resemble God, Ephesians 3 says, and to know the love of Christ. Do you know the love of Christ? Amen. You sharing it with others? I hope you are. So that's the knowledge that we want. More knowledge of God. Alright, let's look at a transfiguration. Go to Matthew 17. Let's take this ship and turn course a bit. We'll look at something in Matthew, Matthew 17. Matthew 17. Matthew 17, we probably might as well get Isaiah 53 as well. Isaiah 53. There we go. Matthew 17, we'll look at verse 2. Isaiah 53. I mean, the whole chapter is good, but we'll look at first couple of verses in Isaiah 53. And... Might as well get Psalms 45. Let's just get them all. Psalms 45. Make some sense of this. Psalms 45 will do last. Isaiah 53 will do second. Let's park in Matthew 17. The Bible says in verse 1, And after six days Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured. Jesus had a transformation. The Bible says was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. We have his face and his raiment is being transfigured. It's being transformed. And notice in Isaiah 53, hold that thought in Matthew 17. But look at Isaiah 53. We see a prophetic look that the prophet gives us when Christ comes, 
His first time or his second time in Isaiah 53? His first time. Okay, so when he comes, it says in verse number 2, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. That's Christ on his first coming. When he goes through this transfiguration, when he goes through this transformation for this moment in Matthew 17, he's not looking like Isaiah 53. Okay? It's different. It's a transformation. Verse number 3, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. That's for his first coming. When Jesus came the first time, they put him on the cross. No form nor comeliness. Despised, rejected. Yet there's this glimpse in Matthew 17 where he has a, he's transformed. He's transfigured. You know what that is? He figured... His second coming, very briefly. Isaiah 53 says what he's going to look like and how he's going to be treated his first coming. But he figured, he pictured what it's going to be like at his second coming. And Revelation 1 says, Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. That's what he gave a picture of in Matthew 17. He gave a Look, I'm going to be different. I'm going to look different. I'm going to give you a little transformation of what the real transformation is going to happen. And that's going to be at his second coming. Psalms 45. Psalms 45 isn't like Isaiah 53 because Isaiah 53 pictured... His appearance is first coming. Psalms 45 pictures him at his second coming. Two different comings, two different pictures. Isaiah, uh, Psalms 45. Look at verse number 2. Psalms 45. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, O my most mighty, with thy glory and thy majesty. <laughs> he came as a suffering servant his first time, not his second time. See that? And in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. Thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies whereby the people fall under thee. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Look at verse number 8. All thy garments... Smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia, and out of ivory palaces, whereby they have made thee glad. That didn't happen at his first coming. He was stripped of his garments. First coming, Isaiah 53 pictures him. Matthew 17, we get a brief, Jesus gives them a brief picture of his trans, when he gets transfigured. And Psalms 45 shows what he's going to be at his second coming.
Who should we be like? The answer is simple. Jesus Christ. Our minds renewed, transformed day by day to get more and more like Jesus Christ. Like Him. Matthew 17 wasn't a result of outward conditions. Matthew 17, Christ unveiled what was within Him. We, in Romans 12, transformed by the renewing of our mind, it doesn't matter the outward conditions. Christ wants His righteousness to work through us. And when our mind is renewed day by day, that will happen. We will become more like Christ, not because of the outward conditions, but just like Christ, it was an unveiling of who He was from inward outward, and He was transfigured. He's in us, living in us. And it should come out and we should be transformed. That's the connection. That's the picture. Reveal what's within. Christian, what's, what's in you? Christ liveth in me. Amen. I don't know much about electric, but I looked this up. An electrical transformer will transfer energy from one circuit to another circuit and make it so where stuff don't burn down. Do I have that about right? Close, okay, that's the idea. It transforms it and it makes it work. That's what the Holy Ghost wants to do in us. Work through our mind and have it come out so it works for God. Transforming. Amen. All right. We're not out of the weeds yet. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 because there's something very important we need to talk about. Because if we don't talk about it, we're going to be fooling ourselves into thinking that there isn't an enemy to watch out for. But there is an enemy. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. Stay with me if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter number 11. I found the verse, I trust that you did, verse 13, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 13. The Bible says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of life. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. People see you, they haven't seen you in years. But since then you've been saved and they say, no, I mean, that, you? Well, when I knew you, you were a horrible person. There's no way. And you say, look, I've been transformed. But on the on the flip side, make no mistake, Satan and his crowd and his ministers, he's got ministers. They're trying to look a certain way to
to fool you and I. This lost world's already blinded by his, his ways. Satan is the ultimate transformer. He is. You, you, you know me, I can't leave these things alone, so I might as well, I got some of it out of my system last week, I'll try to get the rest out of my system this week. Oh. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> look, look, this, this whole thing with Cupid and Valentine's Day and all that, all, all it is is pagan fertility rites. A false pagan god, Lupercalia. That's what it was. It's all about fertility rights. You know what? The sun now is getting, the days are getting longer. They have another sun god to worship. So pagans would hide in a cave and they would sacrifice a goat for fertility. They would sacrifice a dog for purification. And then these pagans that hid in caves would take goat skins and they'd dip it in blood and they'd go around, as, the pagans would go around and they'd, and they'd slap the women in the city with this, with this goat's blood off the goat's skin. And then they'd go and they'd take their crops and they'd dip it onto their crops and they'd hit their crops all for fertility worship. All it was was fertility rites. And they know what they would do? These women were happy to have that. They're pagan people. Pagans. And they thought, man, it would be a great thing if I can get hit with that goat's skin with the blood because now I'll be more fertile for the year. And then those women would willingly put their names in an urn so that they would hope to be one of the lucky ones that one of the pagan bachelors would draw out of that pot, out of that urn. And Satan has so taken the pagan practices and he's transformed it to move into, one, the Roman Catholic, not really a church, but they call it a church, and they married that into the church. Oh, St. Valentine. And they bring all of that stuff now into the church. And Baptists who are supposed to know the Bible, and Bible-believing Christians who are supposed to say they go by the Bible, have no problem bringing that into their churches. Because they've been transformed. Brother Jimmy, you're just too hard on that stuff. I've got to be. I've got to be hard on that stuff. Because our minds are so soaked with what the world does that we miss it. And if we get in this book, we will quickly find out that St. Valentine isn't an ordinance given to the New church, Testament church, and he ain't a saint. I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but... That's my gift, I guess. <laughs> we can buy some candy on the 50% off sale, I guess, on the 15th. Um, <laughs> right. We don't, we, yeah. You know how much money Valentine's Day brings in? $26 billion. Mm. You think that... Yeah, brother. You think that's as much money as if you gather all the local churches they're giving to foreign missions? I don't think so. But it should be the opposite. Amen. Amen. It should be. Yes, it should. That's why I'm here, to help us all transform our minds and to think differently. You know how much the Super Bowl is going to bring in? Nothing for me. Seven, amen. Not, not, yeah, nothing for me. $17 billion it will bring in. 17 billion. I'm just going to tell you right now, they got this whole drama going on. 
they're going to bring in all these superstars and all that, and they think it's a big deal. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, Taylor Swift's a pagan. Okay, she's into sorcery, she's into witchcraft, she's into reincarnation, she's into Hinduism, she's into homosexuality and the promotion of that. There ain't nothing good about her. She's not a Christian. She's a devil. She's not a she don't have Christian music. She has pagan music. Amen. <laughs> yeah, because Christians don't like pagans. Amen. And Travis Kelso or whatever his name is, look, I'm, I'm glad you're making a million bucks. I hope you use it for good. But I'll tell you what, you need to get rid of your pagan girlfriend. Because <laughs> if you don't, you're going to end up being a pagan if you're not already. I don't know what you are or what you aren't, but I can tell you this, nothing good comes out of hanging out with pagans. Why does America, why do Americans and why does American Christianity have to so embrace the paganism of this world? Billions of dollars. We need our minds to be transformed. Amen. The same thing with the government and the government's media outlets. Because it's all controlled by the devil's mind. You know the government wants to control your mind? And the media outlets, they want to control your mind and what you think. They're going to brainwash you. You know what I want for you? You know what I want for me? I want to be brainwashed by God and His Word. I want my mind transformed. I want all the junk to go out and I want all the good stuff to come in. Get rid of NBC and all the, all the letters. All the letters in the channel. Get rid of them all. We're, we're Christians. We're not conservatives. Fox News can go too. Okay? Let's get into the Bible. Let's read what that has to say. Because this idea that Christian radio is going to try to convince me that somehow the Republican Party is, a, is an arm of the New Testament church, it's a bunch of hogwash. We need our minds to think different. We are part of the most powerful spiritual organization on the face of the earth. It's the church. It's the church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And glory to God. Make a couple more spots. We'll finish up talking about the mind. Go to Romans 1. While you're in 2 Corinthians, get chapter 3. Romans chapter number 1. It's all right, we'll take a little break. We'll have a halftime show after this. Then at 2 o'clock, we'll have our second, our second half. So I hope you all can join us. Uh, you just, yeah. Uh, hey, uh, the world's going to do that. They're going to sit in a stadium for three hours and give them a halftime show. We got a halftime show. We just fellowship a little bit after this half, and then we come back at 2. So that's, that's, that's great. That's great. I can't imagine why somebody would be not be excited about that if you're a Christian, but... Romans 1, our mind before we got saved, verse number 28. Romans 1, verse number 28. The Bible says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind, it's a perverted mind. It, it can't, it's impossible for that mind to think right. It's a reprobate mind. Young people, pay attention. If you're not saved, if the people you know aren't saved, the people you don't know who aren't saved, they don't have the ability 
to think right spiritually. They might be able to make it in this world, but they don't have the ability to think spiritually. That's the reprobate mind. Romans 7. You say, well, I'm not lost. What does that have to do with me? Fair question. Romans 7, look at verse 23. Romans 7, verse 23. Bible says, But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? You know what Romans 7 is? Look at verse number 25. I thank God through Christ Jesus our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So Romans 7, we talked about this before. We can think right. We're saved. A saved person does have the ability to think right. But what's the rub? We keep getting defeated by our flesh. That's the rub. Lost person can't. They don't have the ability a safe person can, they have the ability, but man, we just keep getting defeated by that darn old flesh. That doggone flesh would just leave me alone. I'd be all right. That's Romans 7. Look at Romans 11. Romans 11. Romans 11, verse number 34. Romans 11, verse 34. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? That's where we want to be. You want some deep wisdom and some knowledgeability? Know the mind of the Lord. Day by day it can be renewed if we're in His Word, seeking His face. Do you pray? Man, give, give that preacher the mind of the Lord. Man, give God's people the mind of the Lord. You want it, you better get in this book. Bible says in Ephesians 4, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. The thoughts and the actions all connected to how your mind is renewed. Last thought, and we're done. 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 3. Second Corinthians 3, verse number 18. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. It's the last verse. Bible says, uh, let's read verse number 17, 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Now, the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Everybody see the word is? Right now, you've got it. And it's dwelt in you. And it's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. The renewing of the mind isn't our work. It's the Holy Spirit's work. Christians, church family, church family, you can't tell me with all that's going on now in this world, you can't tell me that people aren't being transformed by the media that they're listening and looking at. You can't tell me that. You can't tell me that these sports fans aren't transformed 
by all of the players and the way that they, their mannerisms and the way they talk and the way they walk and the way they play. You can't tell me that doesn't happen because they're so plugged in. You can't tell me that don't change a person. It changes them. I am pleading with you this morning to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Holy Spirit can and, and, and desires to work through you His righteousness through you for His service. The renewing of your mind is the Holy Spirit working through you and you get to actively now as a saved person work with the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're on the winning side. Let's be transformed day by day. Will you commit, will you commit to that this week?